Hey, hey, hope you're doing well. Uh, this is the Shlomo Franklin Podcast. I'm your host, Shlomo Franklin. I have such a fun, fun conversation for you today. Um, I this, this is someone that I just randomly bumped into at a friend's gig, and she happened to be on that gig, and absolutely just blew everyone away. And I'm such a fan of her. I, I admire her. And I, after this conversation, I, I feel like we're, we're, we're sort of friends. I feel like um, I, I learned a ton and she's just super, super cool. Check out her incredible album, Fire and Gasoline. Uh, dear friends, please welcome uh, the incredible Mary Hood. Um, yeah, so <laughs> we are recording. Don't worry. Uh, we, we, we can both be stressed out. We'll, we'll just... Okay. All of a sudden, I feel totally different. Complete. Do you have that when you're recording like songs that the minute, um, the minute the red lights on? Yeah, one hundred percent. And do yeah. they come out worse? Uh, yes. Well, I usually like keep it rolling because I'm like, it takes me a while to get in it when I like know that it's happening. And what about when it's not happening? Like you know, it's not happening. There's no mic. There's nothing. What's that like? How does what that compare? Do you mean? Well, you're just playing a song alone in your bedroom or whatever. Oh, it's so much better that way. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about like playing to a click track or anything. Like, it's always better when it's like live. Have like, people tried to make the... you play to a click track? I have to now because Do, I'm in a, the drums. Yeah, I'm with them in a band, and it's it's, it's really your band hard. Though, right? Is yeah, it your band? Yeah. Your name and everything. Your songs. Yes. That's good. But and, um. Yeah. Do you, like how, how does that work with the click? Because um, you're playing is not to a click. It's not. I and mean, part of the charm is that it's not. I know. That's how I feel too. I mean, um, like some parts I will record live and like with the guitar and the vocals at the same time, because it's like kind of intertwined. Like I can't play a guitar part without the vocals. I can't sing the vocals without the guitar parts, like all intertwined. So it's some, some of my songs like roulette. Like I would never be able to play that to a click. Yeah, that'd be it would um it would destroy it. Like it, would it wouldn't be fun. It. I love that yeah. song. It it would it would remove the charm. Um when I first saw you play, well I saw you play once and I was blown away by your songs first and foremost and then your guitar you're an insane guitar player. Your guitar playing makes oh, no sense you. to me. It makes no sense and I I'm, I'm uh I'm I'm not envious. I'm happy for you. <laughs> but uh I'm uh, I'm inspired by it. So Thanks like so much. yeah, how what kind of like where'd you learn how to play guitar? Where, um, who'd you learn from? Who who taught you so wrong how to play? <laughs> it's, yeah. Um. Well, I mostly learned through like tabs. Like I had one guitar teacher, but um, he would just like print out tabs for me, and then I just like <laughs> learn how to like do finger picking that way. And I like learned how to finger pick. Never really learned how to strum. I'm really bad at strumming. Wow. But um. I also really liked Shaky Graves, uh -huh. who does a lot of finger picking and like plays in Dad Fad, which yeah. is like my favorite tuning. Yeah, I was gonna. You're not open. A, you're on the normal tuning. No, no, and it's like easier to play. Like you don't have to do like crazy chords. Like it's all open, so you can just play like one note at a time. So it looks like I'm doing something really crazy, but it's like honestly really simple. <laughs> like it's really not. I don't actually consider myself a great guitar player. But. Yeah, I mean, I'm so um, I'm so bored by like, um, like the, the the like on paper what a great guitar player is because there's so many, and I think the only way you rise out of that dust is just by being yourself. Like, there was one time where I got set up with this older man, and I thought we were being set up to jam, um, like just to play music. And I think in his mind it was a guitar lesson. It was this big misunderstanding. No, oh, that's awkward. It's very it's <laughs> it sounds profoundly really awkward. awkward. And he taught me. Um, he taught me like there's a Hendrix chord, and he's like, "This is the Hendrix chord," and he taught it to me. And I, I tore the paper up, and I was like, "I don't want to know how to do this because <laughs> I don't like I don't want to become that guitar player that knows what Hendrix is doing and knows all these stuff, and then you're just recycling those moves." I was like too afraid of losing my voice. I was like, "I want to sound like yeah. me." I was 18. I was an idiot, but but like um, so, I, I value the fact that. Your guitar playing sounds so much like you. I don't know what you're doing, um, and frankly, I, I don't want to know. It's it's so exciting, Thank you. and um, like, do, I don't think. Do you like Dave Matthews? Just put you on the spot. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That I was not expecting any other answer. So Dave Matthews, what I like about him is um, he's this weird guitar player, and he could not, he can't play lead to save his life. He's sort of this weird self-taught, you know, it's like a three-legged dog. It's just this unique form of charm. Um, but anyway, who who are your guitar heroes? Like, um, Well, Shaky Graves, um, for one. Um, uh, any others? You just figured it out. Yeah, I'm trying to think now. <laughs> I can't think of it. Um, well, she's not a guitar player, but Fiona Apple's like rhythms, mm-hmm. um, I really appreciate. Like she does a lot of vocal rhythms, so I would say like, I, no, that's not your question. I totally no, that is that makes sense. Yeah, but like, um, that's something that I really like about her, and I like to put like unique rhythms in my songs. Like I'm not. Have a, people tried to stop you from doing that? People tried to like change. Yes, yeah. I've played with drummers that like were like, "This is really difficult for me to learn. Um, can we just make it in four four? Like it's almost four four. We could just do that. And, and uh, like, it, how do you respond? I mean, I'm kind of a pushover, so I have been like, "Oh, you're right. You're great. You know, yeah." But then I'm like. It sucks because, like, I can't, what I, like, I mean, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't have a lot of music theory knowledge, so, like, and I feel kind of guilty about that playing with other people because I don't know how to explain it to them, so I kind of take their word for it. And then I'm like, oh, man, this isn't what I wanted it to sound like. And I don't know how else to, like, explain it. Yeah, and have there been times when you've gotten to that point and it's either dissolved, like, or you like how do you get out of how do you get out of that situation um well i just kind of was like oh i think this isn't working out okay so you <laughs> so that's awesome so like you like a breakup <laughs> yeah i've been there so you um you stuck it i mean you stuck to your guns yeah yeah i try to do that because i'm like so you're not a pushover i'm a little i mean i'm a pushover at first i Until mean it's hard point. for me to like I think we all are at be first. confrontational yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, it's really like a breakup. Like a band is like your relationship, one hundred percent. Yeah, you're just reading old letters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're Wallowing so great in together. Sadness. <laughs> did you realize? Like, how long did it take to realize? Okay, these songs can't really exist in like sort of, you know, every like a, if a Craigslist drummer shows up and tries messing around with them, it might not work, um, especially if you're not able to really listen and adapt. Did you realize that right away? You're just like, fuck it. I'm going to do my thing. Did it take some time? Um, well, I've always wanted to have a band. So I am always like, um, I, I haven't had like too much experience. Like, like, it's not like I've gone through like 20 drummers. <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to do like, I'm still young. I'm 24. I'm still trying to figure out what kind of a musician I am. And like, I do wish that I had more music theory knowledge and like uh, was better at explaining to musicians how to like play it. Do you think that would uh, tamper or remove some of your like, I don't know. But it might. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be like conceited like, ah, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. I'm like setting my ways. Like I'm always open to like expand like my horizons, but I do like that about my music that it's like kind of like in and out like and it's always driven by emotion and like that's just how I write like I don't write to a click well I guess nobody really does that'd be weird but well first of all a lot of people do now like people are writing literally in their computer yeah I guess if you're doing like electronic stuff yeah yeah I mean you'd be surprised how many people literally just write to a click or like to a beat or like Mm -hmm. all that stuff so um your so your record Fire and Gasoline is so it's so great like it it is so goddamn good um like I've I listened to it this morning I listened to it last night but I also listened to it like other times oh, thank like you so much. like not just like oh I'm talking to this musician I I should probably do some research or like do do my homework it was well before then um every record so I think every great record has this like first three song like the first three songs need to be like this this one two three punch and that record does it um the first song on is thomas is that correct 
I think so. Okay. <laughs> I haven't listened to it. This is from like three years ago. I was going to ask you, I was gonna ask you how, how you relate to that album now. But like, it is such a great album. And I think you're one of the best songwriters like in, in the Hudson Valley. Thank for you sure. so much. Um, don't thank me. I, I, I hate most people, but like, I, I really mean it. And, and I'm, I'm very inspired by your work. So you have Thomas, then you have Roulette, and then Moonsong or something like that. Does that make sense? Maybe. I, I don't listen to my music. I <laughs> I don't like hearing my own voice. <laughs> you don't like jam out to your own stuff? No. That, car rides? No, not really. It's just me. Um, no, I can't I can't listen to my own music. It always turns into like a headache. Like, oh, no, your music is great. That. Thank I you, guess babe. everybody feels that way about their own voice, though. Except for like Oasis. They 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 would just... They really? Would... I actually love Oasis. Me too. Like, <laughs> they might be one of my favorite bands. That's great. Yeah, they're the best. And like the police would get called on like Liam Gallagher all the time because he would just be blasting his own music at 1 a.m. That's so The neighbors weird. be I, like, what the hell? I wish doing? I could have that kind of confidence. It sounds <laughs> so, great. Someone's blasting Oasis way too loud and I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> and then the cops show up and it's just Liam Gallagher. Like, well, it's bloody great. <laughs> that was the worst Liam Gallagher impression of all time. Um, so you put out... Uh, Fire and Gasoline three years ago. I'm assuming. I you, guess it's four years ago now. Four years ago, so you probably <laughs> you probably wrote it five six years ago. Yeah, those were like my first songs. Some of my first songs. Fire and Gasoline was probably like my my fourth song that I've written. Is the first song you ever wrote on there? Um no okay. no that was a really bad one. Okay, didn't make <laughs> it was cut. not good. Right. So I, I don't want to get too I don't want to geek out on songs or anything. Okay, but. Um, but I I really appreciate that album and I think it's a great album and I'm I I'm, I imagine you you know that's long in the rear view for you but it's um it feels like a classic album those songs are not at all dead they don't feel like um oh like this is a great attempt it doesn't feel like it feels so super solid and like they're not going anywhere you thank know? you yeah do you um. How do you feel about people hearing your music? Like, are you excited by it? Like, do you want more people to hear your music? I guess it's a dumb question, um, but... Well, y yeah. I mean, um, I really want to release some new stuff because that album feels very dated to me. Like, I feel like I've grown a lot in my songwriting. Like, that one was very... Um, that's a solid, like... That's like a folk album. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like. And I still love folk but i also love like rock and like punk mm -hmm. and like i kind of want that to show up in like my next album oh yeah um have you written like an album's worth since then or more or? oh yeah i have so many songs how many it's uh like probably like a hundred songs oh, i yeah. have like a ton of songs but it's just the recording that i just hate like it's I think it's such a pain. <laughs> it's such a pain, and people don't understand how, uh, like Tom Waits said, songs don't want to be recorded. It's sort of like mm -hmm. it, it's like a torturous process, and they struggle, they yeah. resist it, and yeah, I mean that's true. Like you're talking before, the minute you record a song, it kind of becomes crappier, but then you have to try to trick yourself or the song. It's like trapping an animal. Yeah, it's it's so not what I love to do. Like it's like the totally like writing songs is very like feels very organic it's like a way for me to get my feelings out and just like make them into like a tangible form so i could just like throw them away like that's how it feels like to yeah. me writing a song julian baker said that songs are like the, it's like an exorcism of emotions You're just oh yeah getting rid of it oh, put, yeah. put it on a boat and send it off but um what what was your uh, childhood like you grew up here we're in upstate new york not too mm -hmm. far from the city but and not too far from where I, I grew. I grew up in the Catskills, like an hour oh, that cool. way. Oh, cool! That's um, a that's a pretty place. It's not. It's pretty here too. Uh, what was it like growing up here in this town? Um, it wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a dead town. Um, uh, I I don't know. I didn't have like a lot of friends, but um, my family was always supportive of whatever I wanted to do. I kind of wanted to do art until I was like. Well, my senior year, I was like, um, I heard this, that was my sophomore year. I'm, I'm just jumping around now. <laughs> uh, my sophomore year, I met this girl, Sammy Ray, who's mm -hmm. actually doing really well right now. Yeah, I've heard But, of her. um, she, she was like in high school. We were both in high school, 
but she was like just really confident in her songs and would like sing to us and I was like this is beautiful like I aspire to have this kind of like confidence and like it just seemed like so beautiful to me do you do you have that confidence yet no (laughs) no not at all I think on um, record you do I think so thank you you don't hear it you probably just hear your mistakes or insecurities well when I'm like performing I it just like turns off like the the insecurity yeah like it's like a performance and then right after it's done I'm just like (laughs) <laughs> like derpy and like <laughs> by the way that's like the exact um that's one of the reasons why i, I want to be successful is you could it, successful people you just escape to the green room but if you're like nobody like me you you have to talk to your like your aunt and your mm-hmm. aunt's like friend and you just have to talk to everyone and it feels totally strange and embarrassing i like doing my songs and then i want to shrivel up and and like be alone I, I can't talk to people after yeah it's very strange yeah, I kind of feel that way too. I don't know how to like take a compliment. Like, I'm oh, like, for sure, I'm gonna give you compliments, and I don't expect you to take them well. Or, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry like, if they make oh, you Oh, I think you're wrong. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like you ever that's get not it, the best. You ever get a compliment, uh, get complimented, and then lose respect for the person because like you're an idiot. You're clearly an idiot because yeah, you're wrong. You can, yeah, <laughs> totally. I'll, um, I mean, if I'm feeling insecure about my looks and my girlfriend thinks like uh, I'm beautiful, I, I start judging her. I'm like, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, obviously, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Oh, my God. The yeah, human... I totally feel that way. We both probably need to go to therapy. Oh, I'm, I'm doing it. It's, oh, that's good. And it's I'm still messed up. But uh, I keep know. like firing my therapist. That's good. Because I'm like, well, there was one that I had that. I'm sure she's not going to hear this, so. No, no, <laughs> she will not. Um, she just would, like, bring up tacos. Like, we were, like, friends, and she'd be like, yeah, we, like, both love tacos. And I'm like, this is really not getting to what I want to talk. <laughs> like, I, you know, like. That's insane. I don't. That breaches was, some yeah, sort of Yeah, it was so weird. Like, it was definitely not very professional. Did you pay her? Um, well, I have Medicaid, so, um, so but she was, was getting free. paid. She was getting paid by, by someone, but, Jesus. um, but then the last one was like, she told me that she couldn't, I don't know if this is something I should be talking Please. about, but she was like, she told me that she couldn't help me unless I like, um, got like anxiety medication. And I was like, really? Like, I don't want to be on all of that, but yeah, that is, you realize, um, you realize that therapy is like everything else, and this goes through doctors too. Where you see musicians, like how many musicians are great? Not, not every, like most aren't, and mm-hmm. that's with therapists. And you just got to find the one that talks to you. It's so hard though, because then you, it's, it's so painful. exhausting. It's, it it's is like, exhausting. Yes, I don't want to talk about this. I'm like trying to get better, and it's like you have to reintroduce to them. A, oh, like so my connection. childhood was this, and yeah. yeah. And then the first one I had turned out to be like a total like scam like she was getting paid by some guy that like um she actually wasn't a registered therapist like <laughs> this is getting and more she was doing like tacos. drug counseling too and that's really not not something she should like be messing around with my god but you know it's totally fucked up you know it's so messed up that it's just hilarious like you just need to laugh yeah it, it was off. i thought it was hilarious <laughs> i wrote a song about it <laughs> which one? Oh, it was is no, it was I killed my cactus, but I didn't put the therapist. It was going to be like something about my therapist. And what'd you do instead? It was like my fake therapist or something, but it turned into I killed my cactus. Are there any like remaining uh, lyrics that like refer to that? I don't think so because I don't think I could rhyme therapist with anything. Oh, it's a tough word to rhyme. Therapist. Piss. Uh, something. Yeah. Um, Kissed. Oh, uh, yeah. Therapist. Like, um, like yeah. Well. We're two writers anyway. that are being just shit right now. <laughs> Moving on. We're both songwriters for hire. Just hire. We're very, <laughs> we're very good. Um, okay, we're doing okay. I'm, I'm freaking out about the audio because I, I did one of these yesterday and the audio was not good. Um, oh, okay. Well, so, no, yeah, but we're looking good. Um, my God. Okay, so you grew up here. Not a lot to do. Uh, you went to therapy. Met, <laughs> first met, I didn't go met to therapy. Sammy Ray, went to therapy. <laughs> I didn't go to therapy until I was like out of college. Okay. Yeah, I probably should have gone before. Yeah, I did not have a good growing up. Like I was like, I I uh, I went to Munro Woodbury, and then someone that I was like, I wasn't really friends with him, as I didn't have a lot of friends. 
but someone committed suicide in my school so I was like super depressed and I had to leave and I just like stopped going to school and then I ended up transferring to Catholic school which was even worse like (laughs) I don't know why I decided that was a good option Uh and um so I like was an actual mute like I didn't talk to anybody like when people would like talk to me I would just like pretend I didn't hear them Wow. And so that was not a great time in my life. How long did that last? Um, I think I was there for a year and a half. I really wanted to leave. Wow. But um, what, what was stopping you? Just the status quo? You felt frozen, paralyzed? I don't, I don't know. I was like, I I was a totally different person. Like before I started playing music, like I just had no self esteem whatsoever. Like, I, I was worried that people were going to hear me breathing. Like, I was, like, so paralyzed. Like, it was crazy. Wow. And how did music change that? Um, I don't know. I think it just, like, gave me a way to... Because I'm not great at communicating. I think it gave me a way to, like, put down my feelings and, like, just, like, put it into words or something. And then people were relating to it. And I was like, Oh wow, this is cool. Like people also feel this way. Yeah. I'm not insane. I'm not like weird. Yeah. So that was music really did like save me. Like that sounds so cliche, but like it really did like help me become the person that I am. The perfect you. Yeah. (laughs) That's incredible. Um, that makes me so happy that, um, that, that like, cause I mean, high school is a painful time for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, but, especially certain people and the fact that there's any form of, of salvation on the other side is, is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, so I, this is my least favorite question ever, ever, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, when did you pick up the guitar? Um, it was junior year of high school. Okay. So you're not talking to anyone and the guitar appears. Is there one hanging around the house? Um, you mean like does someone in my house play guitar? Yeah, yeah. Where like, how did you get? It? Did you buy it? Was it hanging oh, in school or? Um, my I think I got it for Christmas. My mom bought it for me from like a bass player. It's I love this guitar. Like I've really worn it out. I, it looks like a. It's seasoned. very worn out. Yeah. yeah it's beautiful. But um, and it has like a cigarette butt. Like someone put their cigarette butt <laughs> out on it, and I'm like, that's awesome. Like I just love the look of like old guitars. So it's a Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um. And she bought it for $300 from this, like, bass player. It's just a really good deal for a tailor. Oh, yeah. Like, they're usually, like, I've never spent more than $300 on a guitar. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. It's <laughs> so you went to school in New Paltz or no? Uh, no, I went to school at Belmont University in Nashville. What? It was, yeah, I went there for, like, for two years. I couldn't afford it. Um, sure. <laughs> I was, I went for songwriting, but I only took one songwriting class. <laughs> And then I had to leave, and then I went to RCC, and I actually think I might have gotten more out of RCC. I, I went to RCC. Yeah? Yeah. Shame we didn't cross paths. Do we have any of the same teachers? Did you take any music classes? I did. Bobby Deitch? Oh, yeah, I did have him. I songwriting. He's an interesting guy. I love that dude. <laughs> he um, he taught me nothing about music, but he just, <laughs> he taught me a lot about just being a person, being happy, grateful, like... He's such a sweetheart of a man. He's very nice. Him and yeah. his wife both uh, play drums, and his kid plays drums in, in the band. Yeah, the yeah, band lettuce, yeah. Um, so God, I mean, God bless RCC. What was your experience like in Nashville? Aside from not being able to afford, I'm sure it's an insanely expensive school, and yeah. just insane. Um, it was weird. Um, I realized that I'm more of an East Coast girl. <laughs> like, wow, really? Um. Well, it was very superficial, like, I felt. And they were, like, the people that were there for music would just, like, do photo shoots and were always, like, taking, like, sexy pictures with their guitar. I'm (laughs) like, what is happening? I don't understand it. And I was also still, like, I was still a super insecure person. I had never really played music in front of my friends before. Like, I did my first show right after high school, and then I went to Belmont. So it was like I was just getting introduced to music. I don't know why I decided to randomly like just totally change paths. But um, yeah, I also didn't have like a ton of friends. So I would just like go to the practice room and just like spend like all day there. So I think it really 
did help me in some ways like mesh the two like insecure and like overly confident people like made me into a a, a balanced person <laughs> <Someone there. laughs> where I'm like okay like I should like maybe do this and making that decision like how do you relate to that decision now the okay I should do this this is something this is like worth um, I mean, I still want to do it. Like, it's still, like, my passion. It hasn't changed. So it's, like, the one thing that I've wanted to do that has not changed. That's awesome. What's your, what's your, and this, no pressure, what's your vision? Like, what, um, where do you want to be in five years? Like, how, how do you think you'll get there? How do you want to get there? How do you hope to get there? Stuff like that. Um, I just really want to not have to have a shitty job. Like, I would love to... Either have a job in music or, like, well, I want to be, like, a songwriter, performer. Yeah. But um, if I could find some way to be able to pay for rent without having a shitty job. My God. It would be so great. That's, like, all I care about. Like, I'm not, like, oh, I need to be famous. I need to, like, I just want to be able to make a living. Yeah, I'd like for you to be famous, though. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I think, yeah, I think it's good. Same. Okay, I want you to be famous. Thank too. you. Do you want you to be famous? Do you want um, to, Do you want to be famous? I don't know. I mean, I think that there could be some downsides of it, like always having stuff written about you, like doesn't sound great. Yeah. And like I think about, I'm not really a, a huge Billie Eilish fan anymore, but like she won like so many Grammys at such a young age, and like. She's never gonna get there anymore. You like go, it's like that's her that. peak, yeah. and like she, she's still growing up. It's like crazy. Yeah. So that doesn't sound fun, but <laughs> I don't know. Like Patty Griffin is still doing really well. Oh yeah, and she's like, like I don't. There are some musicians that have like staying power and like don't get to be like mainstream famous, which sound like it sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I like um. That's the kind of famous I want to be where I could make any record I want to make. Yeah. I can do, do my thing. I, have total freedom. Have complete like control and freedom and, and um, you know, see another musician musician that I like and, you know, help them along or something. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I want to be able to walk down the street, <laughs> you know, and not have... Yeah, to, yeah, totally. I think, I mean, like Jason Isbell in my mind is like at that place where he sells out amphitheaters and people, you know, his music means a lot to a lot of people. Um and he could certainly make any record he wants, but like, you know, he could walk down the street. Nobody cares. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that sounds like ideal. Totally. Yeah. Um, so this has been weighing on my, on my mind a lot uh, personally, but how would you define the upstate New York music scene as well as the New York music scene, both independently and, and as one beast? Because it's kind of the same mm -hmm. thing, but it's kind of different. Well, I haven't played any shows in Brooklyn yet. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but um, the upstate music scene, um, I really love it. I mean, I think that it's very, um, like, personal. Like, I, I used to go to, like, a lot of DIY shows and play a lot of DIY shows, and it was just, like, like there's one called The Hayloft, and it's in someone's, like, barn, and he has, like, alpacas in the back and, like, his parents would make us like hot chocolate like it was like adorable and so wholesome I, I guess I'd like I would describe it as like wholesome mm -hmm. I don't know and you um is Sammy Ray the what's your band's name she's got a cool name right Sammy Ray and the Sammy Ray and the friends I think okay that's not that cool but <laughs> I was like <laughs> <laughs> that's not cool um but god bless her uh I've heard good things is she your most like successful friend maybe um well we're not really friends like mm. um <laughs> like have you she, opened for her no no yeah. um one of my friends uh sierra fragal did open for her though and why haven't you or do you just not know her? i haven't talked to her like i was in a totally different like spot in my life okay i was like muted it was yeah i'm mute i was a mute when i was like when i knew her so i haven't talked to her yeah um love sierra and she's very uh successful now so man um she lives in brooklyn too though so 
Maybe. First of all, I mean, you should hit her up, and and if um if she's wise, she would you know talk to you. But um, so th- this has been bothering me about let's say the upstate New York music scene, and I would second that that it's a wholesome scene, mm-hmm. and that's first and foremost. Like it's wholesome. I I met you because of it exists, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I met a lot of beautiful musicians and beautiful people. Um, the thing that bothers me about it is that I don't know anyone that is successful, and I don't know anyone that I could follow in their footsteps and be inspired by, be encouraged by, and maybe be shown a path um, on how to get to that point where I'm not working a, a crappy job mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it it bums me that I think we should all be like up in arms, that there is no path. There's no, like, I don't, I don't see a path. And there are many paths. Yeah. I don't see it in our backyard. And that, that scares me. It just scares me yeah. because... More and more of of our friends, my friends, um, are going to grad school, which is great for them. You know, God bless. But as individuals, but as a whole, more and more people are just hanging up the guitar and giving up because it's just not promising. There's no yeah. path. I mean, that is that's really true. That's why I moved to Brooklyn. Even like yeah. in this time, like I felt like, I mean there are people that have made it in Brooklyn. Like, I don't know anyone who's made it upstate. I mean, there are people that, like, are from different places upstate, but I don't really know anyone who's done anything successful, like, not to be, like, a total downer, but, like, that's why I, like, I had played everywhere around here. Like, I mean, it didn't really get me anywhere. Exactly. And I mean, it, you know, obviously creatively it got you places and, and, and I just mm-hmm. want to reiterate that I know, and I know this is true for you too, that we don't mean to sound ungrateful mm-hmm. or any of that, but it is so crucial for, for me personally. And then for my friends, for, for people I, I admire and love that there, that there be a path to success, there be a path forward. Yeah. And the fact that there isn't should be more cause for concern for people. People should be freaking out. And every single like independent radio station should be talking about it. It should be this conversation that I don't think is having Pe- people is happening. People are people sort of take it for granted. Of like, oh, yeah, if you want to make it, you know, you either grind your gears and hope that like David Bowie comes back from the dead and walks in and sees you or or you move somewhere else. Like yeah. You, you move to whatever, you know, London, L.A. or Nashville or something um, or Brooklyn. And for that reason, like I'm I'm thinking about moving um to nashville oh yeah uh, potentially i'm gonna do some photo shoots oh, cool. some sexy photo shoots with my guitar <laughs> nice <laughs> whatever you'll people. fit right in <laughs> <laughs> no, nashville was really cool and it was definitely um uh there were definitely more opportunities there than they are than there are upstate do you ever think um do you ever think you might go back and uh attack it from a different angle maybe the the problem that i had there was that um Everyone in Nashville trying to make it. Like, there's everybody is trying to make it there. Oh, yeah. And, like... Your, your barista, your waitress. Everybody, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was, like, um, if you don't already have a following, it seems like it's really difficult to do any... To, like, get anywhere there. Because mm-hmm. there's so much more competition. So, uh, yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. I had two very, very unique experiences in Nashville. The first time I went there, I was, I was a little bit younger and... Um, definitely dumber and less mature and I was so I hated it I hated everything about oh, really? it I, I got there and I was like I mean Johnny Cash is just something they see they use to sell bourbon with I mean what <laughs> the hell where's the reverence for for our greats um, like I mean the Grand Old Opry is in a shopping mall it's, yeah it's, it's ins- very touristy it's like, insane yeah and my buddy who's down there he brought me to like the florida georgia line bar the first night and we oh, show God. up it's like times square but for <laughs> it is it's so, but music. nobody looks when they cross the street oh my god it's, <laughs> it's amazing just the only difference yeah people are just like throwing up everywhere it's sort of like you know new orleans and times square and it's like a bunch of people a bunch of southern people went to times square and they're like what is this yeah this is great let's bring it here and like yeah let's get like some dude <laughs> have you seen like the bachelorette like the drunk like oh those things? are great those the, are uh, hilarious how'd you describe those they're like bikes but everyone pedals and you're it's, drunk yeah it's like a 
a beer peddler or something. Yeah, it's but you have a, like eight people. So it's like a table on yeah. wheels and all eight people on both sides could pedal. And then there's this it one designated so driver. It's so dangerous. Oh, it's like, it's like just down this, just driving down with all the cars. Like, why? It's absurd. Why is this happening? So that was my first experience going there. And so everything you're saying about your experience in college, like I could really relate to that. And I think this go this is true for a lot of places, but if I went there in college, I, I think I would have... um. I would not have survived. I would have been very extremely lonely. Mm -hmm. I was very lonely. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would order like a personal pizza a night <laughs> by myself. You are lonely on paper if you're doing that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would have been deeply lonely, and and definitely would have asked you for the the number for the personal pies. Um, and I don't think I would have. Um, I w it would have broken me in some way, or you know, I'm sure, probably even more than you know than it it, it was. Um difficult for you or challenging for you so I, I that was that and then i left and i was like well screw that i'm never going back there um i mean there's a there's like what's that uh the the greek temple like replica over there the greek oh yeah the parthenon yeah the parthenon yeah. I, it is it is such a cheesy town there are parts of it that are so ridiculously cheesy anyway i went back a second time and i was a little bit more mature and a little bit more open-minded and i had this this experience that i and this is where i arrived at some sort of like intrigue for me personally which was um networking felt like less of a dirty word there like it felt i found that the networking community of networking felt a little bit more wholesome because everyone's mm -hmm. doing it yeah definitely um, and then I had this experience where I went to the basement and there's a music venue there and it was, um, this girl, uh, Molly Pardon's, um, birthday. It was her birthday show and she's a bass player in, uh, Faye Webster's band and oh, cool. she, she's a great singer songwriter herself. That's awesome. And she had all of her friends, um, playing that night. So just to, just to paint a little picture, there are like 50 people there. And uh, it's Molly's birthday, and she just has all of her friends come up, almost like open mic, do a couple songs with them, and then they leave, and then another one of her friends came up. And I was so, um, I was floored by the level of talent by her friends, and like this this songwriter, Erin Ray, was there, and she she's done like an, I watched her NPR Tiny Desk concert, like before that, I was already a fan, she was there, and I spoke to her, and then um, this songwriter, Caroline uh, Spence, who's insane, like, how did you get invited to this? Oh, it was just a regular gig. That's what I'm saying. It was just a Tuesday oh, night. Oh man, you know? that's awesome. It was it was awesome. And this guy Sam Outlaw and um and then I'm also a fan of this musician there, Savannah Conley. So I was just taken aback by the level of songwriting and, and talent and, and then the fact that I could just walk up to these people and talk to them and even though they've done like NPR Tiny Desk and, and stuff like that, they've had cer a certain relative level of success. And, and that's the kind of place that you and I could play at. So mm -hmm. that was really inspiring. And then I just spoke to more, some more people and it felt like, well, there's a real path here and there is this wholesome community. And I'm sure there's, I mean, I know that there's a lot of not so wholesome community and people that are just like trying to figure out the formula of songwriting and mm -hmm. just want to, you know, get published or get a hit yeah. or whatever. But, um, so I'm going back there pretty soon just to take another crack at it and look around. Um, yeah, I wonder if it would be different if I went back this time. Yeah, like, I really, f I, um, I, I know I'm rambling, but um, so the first time I saw you play, the only time I've seen you play, I ended up at this gig. Our, our buddy Sierra was playing and Laura was playing, mm -hmm. and I know I was at the Tuscan. Yeah, and uh, Warwick. New I think York. that was the last show I ever played. Really? Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's like been a long time. That was an, it might be one of the last gigs I've, I've been to. It was an insane gig. Um, it was really fun. You, I mean, you, you blew the roof off uh, of the place. I mean, to be fair, it's an old, it's an old roof, but <laughs> you, um, it, your performance just floored me. It blew me away. And I'm saying this a lot, like I, I reference some other people, but it's rare. It's such a rare treat to be blown away, to be so goddamn inspired. I'm like, God, I have to rethink the way I write songs and no, that's play guitar. Awesome, though, and, that I'm glad that you were inspired. And I, so I was just so taken aback and your songs were so goddamn good. And I was like writing during your playing. So I'm like, oh, that's a great line. And I'm going to try to like, and then it made me think of other words that weren't, I wasn't like stealing your lines, but it was like, it was making cool. me think of other stuff, you know? And uh, so I was like writing on napkins and it was, it was yeah. so much fun. And then I left there and I got in my car and dr my drive home, I, I didn't want to touch the radio. 
because I, I just want to take that sound, that feeling with me. I don't want to mess with it. That's awesome. It really felt so special and um, sacred, you know. And and so I, and I've been rooting for you ever since. Like in you know, I, like I just like sent my sent, sent your records like you know, show it to my girlfriend and my manager and my friends and like, just like, you got to check out this record. It's, it's so great. Um, the songwriter is so great. So, um, and that's a compliment. I, I Thank don't, you so I don't know much. what you're going to do. I, I, no, I'm sorry I made you really so uncomfortable. Nice. I'm sure you feel. No. Um, well, I, that's how I feel about like Adrian Lanker. Oh, like yeah. I'll listen to, same, same. there are some people that I'll listen she to would their love songs. You. She would love you, man. I love her. Yeah, she would. Um, she would really appreciate you. I, she was like one of my biggest inspirations. Yeah, for a- lyric a- Adrian Linker from Big Thief. Um, she's got. Oh my God, she. She just keeps churning out songs. Like it's like amazing. Like how many songs she writes, and the band is so tight too. Oh my God, they're all amazing musicians. Beautiful. They recorded a record not too far from here. Um, Capacity was done over um, at my buddy Josh's place at Outlier Inn. That's really awesome. Um. I hope that she has that staying power that you were talking about. You know, I think, I she, think does. she does. I mm-hmm. think she does. I mean, she's very, I think she had like a tough upbringing. Oh my and God. I think that that yeah. really does help. Like, because you have to write from experience. Like you can't just like invent that, invent those feelings. Like if you like come from really like. Do people try to invent those feelings? I think people do. Yeah. And well, I think. Why? Um, because they want to sound like those people. Yeah. And how, how do you feel when you see people, uh, that are doing that? I'm irritated. Yeah, you get angry. I mean, not to say, like, I'm definitely privileged. Like, I grew up with parents that support me and everything, but, um, It seems to me that your, um, your childhood was deeply difficult, but your, your family wasn't the source of that difficulty. Is that, is that correct? Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> sure. I mean, I yeah. can't imagine they're per- like. Yeah, they're not perfect, but um, they're they're trying. I think a lot of this that I just have a ton of anxiety and like OCD and like grew up painfully shy. I don't know. I think some of it is just in my personality. Like I feel very deeply and like, but that helps me write songs like genuinely. Isn't so. it strange? You sort of taking a very very like just a challenging. Um, disposition and you're like well i'm gonna i'm gonna turn it into goodness i'm gonna turn it into gold yeah i didn't think about it that way i was just thinking of it as a coping mechanism but it turned into like something that i really love doing say when i first started writing songs the idea of showing them to other people is absurd to me like i'm like these are for me yeah they're like uh, i'm just trying to like live i'm trying to survive here yeah and, and get through the day and it was terrifying like i for a long time i didn't show them to anyone yeah i don't i don't want you to see these like yeah. Yeah, I know. I feel the same way. I feel like it's very personal. And then flash like, forward, then you're just like, oh, I want like, everyone to hear it, and yeah, you're, you're and sharing. It's, like it's your job to share. It's it. like, how did that? How did I become this like extroverted? Like, I guess I'm. I mean, I'm kind of extroverted, but like, performing is such a fear for so many people, and like, I was afraid for people to like hear me breathing. Like, it's, it's such a. I've come a very far way. In like my shyness, <laughs> it's amazing, and I'm sure like a psychological would say, "What's well, our way of like trying to control that that world that we're afraid of? At least we're in control of it, as opposed to yeah. when, when we feel shy, it's because we're not yeah, in control." Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Well, I did more than the taco lady. I'll tell you that, folks. <laughs> I think you're a better therapist than the taco <laughs> I'm lady. Kidding. I'm kidding. She's nice though. I think we're everyone friends. is. Yeah. God bless. Yeah, it's fine. She cool. got paid. Yeah, maybe you got a degree or something. I think she actually did have a degree. The first one didn't. Oh, different one. Yeah, she was just she was analyzing my dreams all the time. Weird. Yeah. Did that She'd do anything? Like, no, because I was like, that's not what <laughs> it means. She's like, oh, that's the relationship you have with your father. Like, he is the shark and you are the, the fish. I'm like... <laughs> what like i don't think so but you don't even know me this is like our second meeting like what how can you like be so confident (laughs) it's like a game pop psych 101 yeah she was really really something she looked like one of the kardashians did she yeah man wow Okay, what a i mean she sounds like a character. so many different ones i should just write a song about all my therapists combined 
Yeah, send it to them. Like, that's what you get. <laughs> um, so you write all the time. You mentioned the other day you were um, you wrote for someone else. You had a song commission or something. What was that oh, like? Oh, yeah. Um, I've been, like, commissioning or, like, so I'm, because I need some way to make money right now because I'm unemployed. But um, it's actually really fun. Like, so I've been asking people to tell me, like, their stories. They'll be like, oh, I want to write a song for my girlfriend. And then I'm like, give me as much details about your relationship as possible. Like, all the intimate details. Because <laughs> I have to make it as, like, real as possible. So, um, and then I'll ask them for, like, um, like, artists that they like. Just so I can, like, get an idea of the music. And some of them came out really well, and like it was really fun to write, and it was an interest. It was kind of like telling a story. Like I never write like narrative things about other people, but it was kind of like that. And I've always wanted to learn how to do that. So that's such a cool exercise. Are you gonna? Yeah. Do you feel the same? Do you feel the same attachment to those songs as you do to your own regular ones, or no? Um, I don't think so because they're not my feelings. <laughs> but um. The one that I really liked is a really good song. Like, I might actually release it. Like, yeah, you should do it. But I'm like, but it's weird because it's like her feelings. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, you know, Springsteen's biggest hits were about other people, you know? Mm -hmm. He's writing about his family and sister and friends. Yeah. And I hope she liked it. I mean, she never told me if she liked it. <laughs> well, the, the person I wrote it, I was commissioned for, told me that she loved it. And, but she was giving it to her girlfriend and I don't know if the girlfriend loved it, right. but hopefully. <laughs> I'm sure. You have no idea what it's like to like, Hey, check out the song. And then people are just like, don't respond. Um, like, all right, I'm assuming you hate it's it. It's so much work. Like, <laughs> and a month later, they're like, Oh, I loved it. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? Tell me. I, I was, I was thinking about that. I know night. I've been stressed. Sometimes I do that to people though. I'm not going to lie. Like if people will, uh, send me like videos of them playing and then i'm like oh i'll get to this like i, I oh, can't same. do it right now and then i'm like oh no they're probably having a panic attack about it if you send me a youtube video i'll watch it a month later like yeah i'll get I, to it come on and i'll like I don't know think why. about it in the back of my brain i'm like yeah i'll like write it down like open this message like <laughs> you gotta wait for the right time life is all about timing and that even applies to the shitty video you're gonna send me you know like just I can't watch it now. I'm not in the right headspace. Also, you want to yeah. be able to receive it. You want to be able to, like... Yeah. Like, know. have your full attention on it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so, well, I I don't want to talk about uh, COVID, because we've all discussed it. And we're sick of talking about it. But um, what's it been like living... What's COVID? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, this panda. It was a quick flash in the pan. I remember in the beginning, we're like, this is going to be historic. I don't think it's going to be historic. I mean... Maybe, but I don't know. We're all going to just move on from it. Hopefully. It'd be great. Yeah. Um, what's it been like living in Brooklyn? Uh, you're in Brooklyn now. You've been there, what, eight months, ten months? Oh, no. I've, I'm, I've been there since October. So I'm just like fresh. Oh, fresh off the boat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> fresh off the boat. Wow. Um, it is... I love it. Like, I really... I never moved to Brooklyn... I've always wanted to live in Brooklyn, but um, never had the money until unemployment kicked in. So thank you, government. <laughs> I really appreciate that. A worthy investment. But um, yeah, I had full-time jobs. I was always saving up. And then unemployment was ended up being more than I've ever made, which is really not okay. <laughs> I think that... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not okay that you're getting paid that little and that... Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, uh, it is a weird time. Um, I like see people waiting. Are we, are we not trying to talk about COVID? Or? Go just talk. Okay. Don't worry about <laughs> um, it. I see people like waiting outside the city MD. Like there'll be lines like going blocks and blocks and blocks. And it's like really kind of crazy. It's a weird time to move there because there's nothing is open. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I still like being there more than here. Because there's stuff happening, and there are musicians there that are feeling the same way. Mm -hmm. I hope that, like, and you, and you, I'm sure you guys could, like, bond over that in a way. Or, and there's no gigs at all, right? Or is there anything? No. What about on the stoop? You know, um, well, I know some people, like, Pink Louds um, plays, like, in subways and, like, at parks. And I always thought that was really cool. But um, there's no, like, traditional gigs. 
um, and no like DIY shows. Yeah, all the comedic like I, I know that I'm a big fan of this comic Mark Norman. Uh, I talk about him a lot, but he's like he's a relatively very successful comedian, and he's playing like he's playing rooftops, he's playing in the park. I mean, he's performing everywhere. It's insane. That's it's, cool. Right now. Yeah, yeah. Like I saw him in the park. I mean, it's he's like come to a theater. I'm like I will. You know, that he, is cool. We um, I was he performed on the on the Staten Island Ferry, which was very fun. We had a good time. That's awesome. Um, did he get hired by them or did he just start doing it? He, it was, he, it was, uh, the tonight show, uh, with Jimmy Fallon, um, like, where it was like, Hey, we'll give you a permit to perform on the ferry, try it, film it. And it didn't work. I knew it wasn't going to work. It was just a few of us and the audio was just terrible. It was super loud. It was outside. It was like on the outside of the ferry. Like you could hear oh, the boat engines. Awesome. It was super fun. We had a great time. Yeah, that but, uh, sounds really fun. I would love to. I think that's where I want to be in five years is playing on a boat, yeah. like a cruise ship. <laughs> no, Honestly, no, I'm, no. I'm for it. <laughs> that sounds really fun. <laughs> I hope you have, um, yeah, I, I hope you have a phenomenally successful, like, everything because uh, you're so great. You deserve all the, the success in the world. Same. Um, yeah. So I, I can't wait to hear your next record. Um, your Maryhood on. Instagram, Spotify, check out the record, um, Fire and Gasoline, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, it's like four years outdated. It doesn't outdated, matter. It doesn't matter. It's, it's brand fine. New. Hopefully we'll have some new stuff coming towards you. I, I completely feel you. But people are discovering that for the first time. It Like you should be jealous of what that experience is like for them because it's so not yours. You're just sick of it. You're like, I, 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 I can't hear these compliments. <laughs> no, but the experience of someone he- hearing that album for the first time is uh, awesome. Um, when I heard it, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> of course. Because it's probably like, better when you're... I guess at, I have to release it. I spent the money on it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad you did. Uh, but I, I completely understand that. Pe- people have no idea how how much how much better musicians like might sound like in their room alone, like at night, or like, yeah. just not, not in front of a microphone. These things yeah. are, are a bit nightmarish. Being comfortable is like the most important thing, Yeah, I feel like. Um, anyway, yeah, your, your gig was insane. So thank you for that. Um, that, that confidence that, that you talk about when you're performing, like that was just oozing out of you and it felt so genuine and wholesome and it wasn't this like cocky confidence. It wasn't this like ego, like look at me. It was none of that. It's just pure, like, I don't know. It's this thing. I don't know what happens, but the songs are just, you know, they're, they've got this, this, these, this energy and it's, it's, I hate that word. Um, the, they have the mind of their they own vibes. I'm <laughs> oh. just kidding. That's another word I hate when people say vibes. Uh, you've got a vibe. Um, anyway, any Someone closing? Someone said I sound like indie vibes. I was like, <sighs> oh no. <laughs> I hate that so much. That and the sad part is that'll like that'll be good for you on like Spotify playlist. Oh god, yeah, it sounds like a Spotify playlist. Indie mm-hmm. vibes. God, what a strange world we've decided to partake. I hate it. Yeah. It's pretty terrible. I'd like to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I'm very optimistic in, in general, but I'm optimistic about the music that, that y- you and I make, the commonalities between us. and Totally. And, we um, need to play a show together. I'd love to. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Um, I, I'm very optimistic about our, our music world. I think it's in a strange purgatory, of course, now because of COVID, but in general, I just think it, in the past years it hasn't really been able to find itself in like the new like um, world, but I think it will come into its own and it'll become more wholesome and more um, just more sustainable and more um, more success driven because frankly, like I think some of the best music, you know, like Adrian Lanker and people like that, and they deserve all the success and she's very successful, but she deserves even more that, you know, mm-hmm. so I think it's going to be good. I don't know how, but yeah, I think actually things are going to get better. Like, I think that people are so excited to hear music because they haven't like in so long that like once it does open up, like everyone's going to be going to shows. Yeah. Anyway, that is our podcast, folks. Um, I had such a good time talking to to Mary. Um, she's clearly just a deeply kind and sensitive and very intelligent person, and I I um I just enjoyed talking to her. Um, and she was kind enough to play a song. Uh, and um, actually, I, I I filmed it too, so I'm gonna put it out on YouTube as well. Um, you could find that. 
on podcast YouTube page. Um, but here's Mary Hood doing her song, Roulette. Make sure to uh, follow her on Instagram and Spotify um, and check out her record, Fire and Gasoline. Anyway, here is Mary Hood performing her awesome song, Roulette. Something to believe in Worshipping the shapeshifter And the TV And people see what they want to see It's no surprise you avert your eyes When he changes back into the monster He'll always He'll always be Cover our ears when the gunshots ring out We hear what we want to hear Another one down Evidence written in blood murderer in the clear Swimming in a tank of sharks Just trying to survive Out here the living don't even know what it's like to feel alive Feel alive noise silences my only friend peel back the wallpaper see what's behind it I don't know what's missing but I'm trying to find it sell your soul to the industry you might get it back eventually with interest don't sweat it's just russian roulette we play on who runs the factory making children without minds of their own being a dreamer in this world's the saddest kind of Him rot behind a desk, swallowing words they like to say to their boss. Back at the station, doors are closing and the train's taking off. Well, I pay my respects to the dreams that never. I pay my respects to the hope buried on the front lawn. Turn the radio on, I could sing the words before I hear them. And all this noise silences my only friend. Peel back the wallpaper, see what's behind it. I don't know what's missing, but I'm trying to find it. Here comes a train rolling down, it's coming our way. Jump it on, don't think about it. It'll be gone as fast as it came Don't know where it's going, but at least it's going Rolling down, it's coming our way Jump it on, don't think about it It'll be gone as fast as it came Don't know where it's going, but at least it's going Silences, my only friend. 
Peel back the wallpaper, see what's behind it. I don't know what's missing, but I'm trying to find it. Hell yeah. Good job. Does that sound good? That sounded great. Cool. That was awesome.